I'm Sarah Resnick. And I'm LaShawn Moore. And we are the hosts of the Weave Podcast, a project of the weaving yarn shop, Just Yarn and Fiber. Hello. Welcome to episode 88 of the Weave Podcast. This week on the podcast, I'm speaking with Mariela Motea a Mexican-born artist who studied at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, where she found herself circling back to her ancestral roots of textile making in Oaxaca, Mexico, where she now lives and works. Hello, Mariela, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, LaShawn. Nice to meet you. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Can you start out by introducing yourself and telling us about your background and how you found your way into the world of weaving and textiles? Uh, Yes, sure. Um, I'm originally from uh, San Luis Potosí, Mexico, which is like um, right in the center of the country. Um, I was always very interested in fashion design and uh, when I was growing up, I was very interested also in in the art world and making art stuff. So when I decided to go to college, I went for uh, fashion design. Um, so I applied to the School of the Art Institute in Chicago. Um, and I started my BFA in that as a fashion designer. But... Um, then I I started noticing that I was get, getting more interested in like the fabric and the movement of the fabric in the body. So I started talking to some mentors and they they told me that I I should take some fiber classes. So I always say to people who ask me that um, when that when people ask me that if uh, how I started weaving or how I started getting interested in like the fiber world. I always said like <laughs> weaving found me because I was never interested in that. Like it never caught my attention, even if I'm from Mexico and I have this like big culture and big background on textiles um, culturally in my country. But I, I just, it never caught my attention. So when I was in Chicago, I was uh, finding finding it difficult for me like to find my identity and this like change uh, and moving from one country to another. So it was very hard for me. And so when these mentors told me that I should take this class, so I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. So I took a step back from fashion design and switched to um, a bachelor in fine arts. And then um, I took my weaving class and it just, <laughs> it caught me. I never... And I, and I I had never left it again, so it was it is a very nice way for me to say that weaving found me because I was struggling with this identity issue at that time. So for me, it was like Mexico um, found me in a way in Chicago, you know, like um, me struggling, and then I felt that this big connection with my country unconsciously so I started weaving and even though it was it was a big process because it was very hard for me to learn to weave and I'm a really impatient person (laughs) so um, it was it was hard but it was beautiful because I felt this strong connection with the loom so I think I was feeling this connection with the loom because I was feeling connected 
to my identity and to my background and I was feeling home. So it was a beautiful process that I always love to talk about and yeah, that was it. That's why I tell you that Weaving found me and I am so grateful it did because um, I, I started feeling myself again. Wow, that's such a beautiful journey when you think about it, kind of like leaving home and then sort of finding your way back home in, in, in such a creative way. What was it like sort of going back home or what are the ways that you've incorporated, um, if, if you have traditional textiles or traditional methods of weaving from Mexico? Okay, so coming back to Mexico was really... Um, was really beautiful because I had never had this interested before when I was living here. So um, it was very funny because my teachers in Chicago would always tell me like, I don't understand why you came to learn this to Chicago. Like you are from Mexico, you have a really big culture in textiles, um, a lot of amazing weavers that that are like an ancestral, have ancestral techniques that they have been learning and teaching and so I don't know I was like yes but I weaving never caught my attention until I I was here so coming back to Mexico was like um, discovering a whole new world of weaving for me and like actually um, reminding me of why I started to to do it in the first place so uh, I always I, I use a lot of bright colors and a lot of um, resemblance from Mexico in my weavings when I was in Chicago. So when I, but it was unconsciously, I was never planning to do it. So when I came back, it was like, yes, I, I understood what I was doing that. I felt that connection that I was feeling before in the loom, but now I was actually seeing it like, yes, I, I am understanding why I use these colors, why I do this the way I was weaving was like um, telling me a lot of my culture in the back from my from my background and it was a nice way of um, like proving what I was feeling you know yeah and what types of materials do you use I actually almost always used cotton when I was in Chicago and I enjoyed doing that a lot. But now I'm exploring uh, more fibers while I'm here in Mexico because we have a lot of um, natural plant fibers to explore and it's been really great to see all the material that I have availability to here in Oaxaca. So I have been trying to do more exploration with hemp, with yute, with uh, wool, with silk, and it's feel very nice. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a really messy weaver, <laughs> so I like the process a lot. <laughs> I like exploration, and um, so that's what I've been doing for the past year, like just trying to explore my possibilities here in Oaxaca. Uh, trying to learn from 
I, I am very lucky that I have a really big community of weavers here that I can go always go to and really nice friends that they can always help me and I've been learning a lot about natural dyes so that's what has been my process in the past year to explore more material and um, try to expand my weaving practice in that way. Mm. And have you learned any weaving or fiber practices or fiber making methods that are specific to Oaxacan culture? Yes, when I arrived, I I started working at the textile museum. And it was a very nice experience. And I took some workshops about backstrap weaving, which is like a really ancestral way of weaving here in Mexico and um I guess, um, Latin America. So it was very nice because it was, it is a very, even though it's the same process and the same way of making cloth, it is a very different feeling to like be connected in that way to the machine, to the loom and to the ground. So I took a, like a month of workshop about that and I, I, I hadn't done it again because it's very hard and I admire a lot of the women that spend all of their life doing that. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of explain the setup of backstrap weaving for some of the people listening who might not be familiar with how it works? Yes, um, backstrap weaving, it's a it's a different kind of loom where you are connected to to it by a backstrap here in your in your back and you sit on the ground or on a chair and the other end is attached to a tree or to a pedestal or something like that and the setup is very different because um, I usually do weaving on the pedal loom which everything is so handmade also but the loom it's manual very meticulous and it's very hard very um you have to be very patient and very neat so it works out and it takes a lot of work wow interesting yeah i've seen a lot of images of people doing them and i have a friend who is also from mexico who has done backstrap weaving but i've never tried it myself so um, I, I definitely commend anyone who is backstrap weaving. Yes, you should try it. It's a very nice experience. But it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so also, I, I see that you've done quite a bit of textile work in Japan and seen a lot of beautiful images of indigo and weaving. Can you talk about that experience and the knowledge you gained? Oh, yes, it was a very beautiful experience, more than I can imagine. Um, I went to take a workshop with Taka, which he's an amazing teacher, and if anybody has the chance to go there and work with him, I really recommend it. He is amazing, and he knows so much. He specializes in indigo, so all of I spent 10 days working with him with just Japanese indigo which was really amazing because I was very interested in in seeing how different it was from Oaxacan indigo and how can they merge at some point. 
So I went uh, and stayed for 10 days with him and I learned about Japanese indigo fermentation, about the plant itself, about the process of the bath, making the bath and the different ways of dyeing with indigo and it was so beautiful and I'm still trying to to make it work here with a Mexican indigo because it's a very different process. That's what I realized. And it was so amazing to see how we, what we make from what we have, you know, we have like in here in Mexico, we use just local products to make the indigo and in Japan it's the same. So it, it has been very hard to make them work together because they use only Japanese stuff to make the indigo. So it is a very particular way of making indigo. I think um, Mexican indigo has more similarities to other places in the world where they are making indigo, but Japanese, it's a very special way of, of making it. So it was very beautiful. I learned a lot. Um, Taka has so much knowledge and he's so willing to teach everyone who is interested in indigo because um, he doesn't wa want that practice to die. So it was a really beautiful experience and I hope I can make it work <laughs> here in Mexico and make something beautiful out of it. Yeah, and how did you come across this experience? Mm, I found Ataka on Instagram, to be honest, and I just... I was I was so astonished with his work and his pictures were so beautiful and so I sent him a message and he was like yes you can come anytime you want I'll give you a you can have a, a workshop for one day or just or 10 days or anytime you want you can make it work with him so um I just I was in a like an artist block here in Oaxaca and I, had, I hadn't been weaving for like three months before that. Um, so I was like, I, I need to get to take a step back and go somewhere else and get inspired. So this opportunity came up and so I went for it and it was the best experience and I am so inspired by him and by the Japanese people. Um, I Taka introduced me to a lot of weavers there and Oh, they make such beautiful work. It's very, it's very nice and it's amazing to see the difference from what we make here in Mexico and the culture in textiles and their culture in textiles. It's so beautiful both in both countries, but it's very different and I think it resembles the essence of the country and the personality of the people and it's amazing. It was. It was so amazing to see that. It sounds amazing. You mentioned uh, Japanese weavers and weaving. Were there any techniques that you learned there that you maybe never saw before? Um, I I guess so because Japanese people are so neat in their work, and I had never seen that. I think we as Mexicans do amazing work and very meticulous also, but it's very colorful, it's very noisy, and their work is so clean that I had I had never seen that really. Their colors are so pure, so perfectly balanced, and 
it's just so harmonious. You enter to a weaving space in Japan and it's like everything is perfect in their place. So I think that's why I lack here because I'm a, I was a, what I was saying to you before, I'm really a messy weaver. So it was very impressive for me to see that. And yes, so that's, that's what I think I found more different than here because, um, they do a lot of like um, weaving techniques that maybe we've seen before in like um, contemporary culture, but um, I think their way of working is what is very impressive. I'm kind of like curious because uh, Mexico and like specifically Oaxacan culture is very well known for their textiles and I feel the same for Japan. Can you kind of speak to maybe the ways in which communities are preserving traditional methods? Um, what I was very interested in when I came back to Mexico is when I was in the States, I used to uh, dye all my work for weaving, but it was chemical dyes. So when I arrived to Mexico, it was very beautiful to see all this uh, researching, as you said, that has been going on with natural dyes and sustainability and the weaving practice itself because I think it was it, it is more um, alive here in Oaxaca and I think it has always been but it, there was a time where you didn't hear anything about it and you didn't um, hear a lot about artisan work and I think this um, all this noise that has been coming up about in the past years about uh, textiles and Instagram. There's like this boom of textiles in Instagram where I don't know if it's because I just follow people who are in the fiber world, but I think everyone likes it now and it's uh, everyone is interested in that. And the fiber world has been um, because I always struggle with like. I have the background of an artist and it's really always like this struggle about uh, a hierarchy in art, you know, uh, where where you don't see fiber art as a painting or it doesn't have the same uh, praise as an artwork, a painting as a fiber work, you know, because fiber is always uh, related to craft. And so it's it's another whole, com a whole another conversation. But um, that's why I am really glad this is going on and that people are getting really interested in it. And finally, recognizing the work that artisans have been doing for the past year. And so I think it's very nice that it's not a dying art anymore. Like people are talking about it. People are coming to Oaxaca to just visit. And do you currently live in Oaxaca? Yes, when I came back to Ch from Chicago, I immediately came to Oaxaca and I found a job at the Textile Museum where I was giving workshops. And and yes, I've been here for two years now, so it's been a very a very beautiful journey. Wow. And what is the surrounding community like? We actually just had Vera of Cosa Buena on the podcast, and she's a person who referred you to us. 
and she was she mentioned you a couple times but are there other people in the area where you are that are also working in the same way that you are Yes, I think there's a lot of artists that are coming to live in Oaxaca because of that, because it's such a living art here. And so there, I have a lot of friends who are in Teotitlan and it's very different because they come from this ancestral culture and they have, they were born with the loom, you know? And for me, it's such a, I've, I've been weaving for, five or six years and for them it's such they were born with it so it's very beautiful to see how they are willing to share stuff with me and we have been growing a lot of uh, a really strong friendship with this community in Teotitlan where they were I don't know if Vera told you about it but it's a town where all of the people from the town live so it's such a beautiful place to be and so inspiring and all the families gather to weave and they live from that so it's very nice I'm kind of curious about this town I actually think that I'm familiar with that town because of Vera of, of Cosa Buena yes I think she told you about it and it's a very beautiful place because you are on the road crossing the town and people are in their like in their terraces with their big huge looms just weaving rocks and it's such a familiar business. Like every house, um, all of the family weaves and all of the children have to learn to weave. And I think they're not going to let it die anytime soon because it's, it's beautiful. And the town lives from that. And people from all over the world just come to Oaxaca to visit Teotitlan and visit the people. And it's so amazing to see the beautiful works of art they are made in that in that place yeah it sounds really sounds really amazing so earlier you were kind of talking about this journey where you started out in college and you started out in, interested in fashion and then you kind of discovered weaving and textiles and then you found yourself working in fine arts or switching your major to fine arts and now you've sort of full circle come back home and started this practice can you kind of talk about what have been potentially some of the challenges that you faced to sustain your practice you know how you've been able to you know continue moving forward and working in textiles and having a career in the textile industry yes it's been definitely a challenge um, I came to Oaxaca and I found myself, um, like you, I arrived to Oaxaca and I decided to stay here because it's such an inspiring place for me. And I think that's so important as an artist for me to live in a place that's always giving something to you and to feel inspired. And that was it. So I didn't think it twice. I just stayed here and it's been hard because I've had uh, times where I found myself in this artist block and I just don't have the energy and um, just the energy to sit at loom and weave for hours because my body is tired and I think all, all of us who are in the fiber 
world and who we've found ourselves at some point in that it's very tiring for your body to weave every day so for the past year i've been like taking some steps back and i try to paint and i try to do some of my other artist practice so i can recover and uh, fill myself up with energy again to come back to the loom and i think i'm finally at that place thanks god <laughs> and <laughs> i am weaving again and i feel happy and i have that energy again and i think that was the conversation i had with vera from cosa buena is that um it's very important for me to feel connected to the loom and when i don't have that connection you don't put that much into it that so I don't like to do it that way because for me the loom it's such a special machine that has given me a lot and that has given me identity and I think I just have to give my all when I sit there so when I don't feel like that I like to st to step back and do other stuff in order to come back recovered so that's what has been my challenge you know to feel connected again with the loom and like to to sit and weave and make work. So it has been definitely a challenge to sustain my fiber practice in that way. But I've been doing some other work, so that has been helpful for me in order to continue in this path. That's great. And do you have any new projects or future prospects that you are working on? Yes, I will be launching my my new home um, hand weave products in the next maybe four months. So I'm very excited about it. <laughs> um, it's going to be beautiful. I'm working with local artisans who are help, helping me to develop this project. Um, I'm just starting it, so it, it, I still have a long way to go. But I hope soon I can share with you some news about this project and maybe you can see some of the development of it. But I'm very excited. I think um, I think I'm really happy with what we have been doing. That sounds super exciting. And I can't wait to see the way that you progress. Where can people go on social media and the internet to follow your work and to keep up to date with um, all of the things that you're working on? Yes, um, I st I'm still working on, on my web page. So for now, it's just um, Instagram. So I upload a lot of stuff and a lot of what I'm doing every day on the Loom and on my studio. And if anyone is in Oaxaca also... Anyone, my studio is open anytime for people to come to visit. So, um, my Instagram is Studio Mariela M. So that's that's where you can find my work and to keep up with what I'm doing. Amazing, and we'll make sure to put all of your information in the show notes. So. Before you go, we have one question that we ask everyone who joins a podcast, and that is, do you have any advice or words of wisdom to share with weavers and textile enthusiasts? 
I think my word of advice would be just like trust your process and trust your mistakes. And I think we as weavers can be very um, perfectionist, um, perfectionists at some point, but show the human hand in the weaving and in your process. So I think that's my word of advice to just uh, relax trust the loom, trust your hands, and trust your intuition. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining the podcast and sharing your amazing story. Thank you very much, Lashan, for inviting me. It was very nice to talk to you and to discuss a little bit about my practice and what I've been doing. Awesome. That's a wrap. If you're interested in seeing more of Mariella's work, you can find links to her website in the show notes at www.gistyarn.com slash episode 88. Next week on the podcast, I'm speaking with Nika Rabinowitz of Fiber House Collective, a collective that partners with farmers, artists, designers, fiber folks, and scientists to explore from farm to fabric and then back to farm. They have a number of interesting research projects such as dyeing fibers with mushrooms and extracting pigment from plants and food waste, as well as decomposting textile waste. So stay tuned next week for that episode. And until next time, happy weaving.